I'm Wanda Mean. Thank you for listening to One Black Woman. It's been a while since I've been on. Kevin, how are you? I am great. How are you doing? I'm good. Back from Thanksgiving. It's December 1st. Yep. So we have one month left of 17, and then we're into 18. What should we do next year? I guess now is the Christmas season, technically. Oh, hell. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder. (laughs) <laughs> I put my tree up on my ADD set in. I only put up four ornaments. And then I had my house cleaner finish it up. Is that not so sad? And my ornaments outside the house are just sitting on my front porch. I hate to admit it. That, that's like the perfect scenario for me. Because oh, I think so tree trimming is a pain it? in the ass, but I want to do a little of it. So if I could just do like one or two ornaments, that'd be that'd be great. Well, I get excited because I pull out the pictures of my kids because I have all those picture ornaments and them when they were little. Oh, of course. And then yeah. I have nothing from middle school. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Do you think I should have gotten something from middle school? No. I could probably go back and pull up some middle school, but you know, middle school was hell for me. Yeah, uh, me too. It's not a time I want to remember that well. No, I I lived it through myself, and then I had to live it again with my girls. So you know, and Robert's in middle school now, and you wouldn't believe the shit that happens at that school. Yeah, Do middle you know school's these kids rough. Are vaping? No, <laughs> I don't know why that doesn't surprise me though. Sixth graders are vaping. Yeah. I'm like, really? I. First of all, we didn't have vaping when I was a kid. And did I tell you I quit smoking? It's been over a month now. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I know. I haven't had a smoke in seven days. Oh, good for you. It was just easy for me. Randy goes, Wanda, you smell. I'm like, that was reason enough for me to quit. Yeah, and it's worse in the winter, too, when you're wearing like a bunch of clothes and you go outside and it it clings to everything. Yeah. I know. Okay, so I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com, and I am quickly working to get my book out on National Blunt Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. 420? I have to have it to the publisher by the end of this month. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess you could say I'm working my ass off on that one. Yeah. Hell, let's have, have some help from one of my friends who um, is helping me to tone it down. Apparently, it's very <laughs> much in your face. Yeah, that's kind of the point, though, right? Yeah, I know. But, you know, she's not taking away the message. Just kind of the fuck you. I mean, I had too many fuck bombs in there. I don't know why. Maybe I should stop saying the F word. No. I think that makes it more interesting. No. So... Thanksgiving was last week. Had a bunch of people in my house. Had a great time. I thought I'd sit and go over my recipes. No? Do you want to hear my recipes? Sure. The look on your face is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made a turkey yesterday. All I can say is, I the only thing I'm going to say is brine your turkey in beer. It makes a huge difference. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, water too, but I put beer in it and it was so good. I've never heard of that. So, well, it's gonna, I made it up. Oh, well, it works. It's just a salt brine, but it's good. Yeah. So last week, um, I had my first uh, visit carrying a coffin. I love the looks on your face. I you want to explain that? Them. Yeah. <laughs> so a friend of mine owns a coffin store, or he sells coffins, and he threw his back out. And so Randy and I were like, well, we'll help you. So we go to his store because he has to deliver a coffin to the morgue, not the morgue, the funeral home because yeah. they got to put a body in it. There's a, sh- you know, a viewing and all right. that. So we get there, and I'm so excited because for me, this is like a field trip, right? You're not creeped out? Okay, so a little... <laughs> But, you know, I'm all for an adventure. I've never been on this kind of adventure. So we go to his store. The coffin's in the van, and he's in the back. And mind you, his back is thrown out. He can't do anything. So he's laying next to the coffin in the back of the van. Probably be more comfortable if he just laid in the coffin. I'm like, can we get a (laughs) selfie? So we have a selfie. (laughs) And I'm like, this is so much fun for me. So we go to the back door of the funeral home. We have to get this cart thing to pull the coffin out of the van ever done this before ever and well, it's yeah. an empty coffin this is not an exciting field trip it is exciting unless you're like the monsters or something this I mean. is an exciting <laughs> field trip now come on so 
We put the coffin on, and you know, they're like 220 pounds empty. Yeah. And they're putting some 300 pound dude in there. Yeah. Do several grown men usually to carry so it. We put it in the back. Well, it's empty. So we put it in the back. We walk in there and, you know, the door, the formaldehyde room mm-hmm. opens up. And I'm like, can I take a picture? And Randy goes, Wanda, this is not a field trip. Did it smell? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So I look in there and there's kind of something hanging off of a gurney. I was like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. So they're like, well, we pull it out and then we got to put it in their viewing room. Then they got to put the body in there. And so I'm not that, cr- I did go back, get in the van. I'm in the car with the van or whatever. I'm like, I really don't want to see this. Yeah. I've only seen three dead bodies my entire life. When one was my grandfather, one was my father-in-law and another one. And I just, I had no interest in it. But it's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a fun event. Yeah. So, but, I was all excited because I did something I've never done. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of people I would like to see in that coffin. Oh, yeah. And for the record, <laughs> I do want to be cremated. I do not want to be stuck in the oh, ground me somewhere. me too. I don't want anybody looking it's at me. So re- and I told my friend, I said, listen, I know you're not going to make any money off of me, so just cremate me. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, okay. Uh, if, so you, was, if you knew me when I was alive, I don't want you to see me dead. That, but imagine this is what people do every day for a living. I can't yeah. imagine that. I think you get desensitized to it, but I mean, you it's a really morbid still. I know. I know. But it was fun. Yeah. Brandy wouldn't let me take any pictures. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, you know that guy uh, that does the dirty jobs? Yeah, Mike Rowe. Yeah, okay. I think he has the best job ever because he gets to see... Everybody does in all these different jobs. Yeah. I mean. But he has to do it also. Well, okay. Ooh, yeah. Mm. I don't know if I could put a body in anything. That's yeah. a little weird. So in the news today, we cannot get enough of sexual harassment. No. It's an epidemic. So I thought I'd go over. Um, I, I can't even keep up with it now. You can't keep up with it. No, yeah. there's like four or five a day, it seems like. I know. And everyone is coming out. So I, I know we wanted to. I don't know if I should put this in my weekly pedophile report. Because I know you love that so much. Mm-hmm. But maybe this week I won't do one because it's just all about sexual harassment. Because there's just too many. The whole episode is a pedophile report. <laughs> I know, right? So, okay. What is the definition of sexual harassment? Have we gone over this before? It's unwanted sexual advances. Right. So no, e- I don't think we... Yeah, 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 we have. Okay, you know what the EEOC is, right? No. Equal Employment Opportunity mm, of course. Yeah, Commission? Yeah, okay. yeah. So they were formed after the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and you're supposed to post this in any job site if you have 15 or more employees about sexual harassment. So sexual harassment is, you know, it's unwanted. And not only is it unwanted by you that I'm, you know, uh, harassing, it could be someone with an earshot. Yeah. They could turn you in. Yeah. And I wonder if they're turning you in because maybe they're upset that they weren't, you know, hit on. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, as bizarre as that sounds, it is possible. I mean, that's right. It so, really is. you know, Matt Lauer's in the news. Yep. And he uh, turns out to be a major pervert. Yeah. And I have to admit, this is one I didn't see coming. Okay. So they went back and they did some old, they looked at some old interviews. And one of the ones they talked about was when he interviewed Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. And she did the movie, The Proposal, and there was a nude scene in there. And that's all he kept talking about was her nude scene. And then, you know, he makes a joke, well, you're not, that's my screensaver on my computer, you know. And nobody notices this as a red flag, including me. So, right. So, because we all laugh and think it's funny. Yeah. And at the end of the interview, he says, well, I hope you come back on. And her response was, not after this interview. So she caught on to it right away. Yep. He kept 
you know, harping on, you know, she did an entire movie of which one scene is a nude scene and that's all he harped yeah, on. Yeah, it, it was a romantic comedy too. It, wasn't it was like a romantic a, comedy, yeah. right. So, and I can't remember when she was nude in that movie. Um, was it a shower scene, maybe? Uh, yeah, she's coming out of the shower and they actually run into each other. Okay, so, but that's all he harped on because I think, I mean, he's a pervert. And mind you, Kevin, I have been around perverts my entire life. Oh, yeah, you can I mean, spot them. I can spot them. And yeah. my stepdad, I remember he used to grab my sister's ass yeah. when we were in high school. And I'm like, and my mother didn't, like, it's not fucking clue into you that you don't grab, you don't go up to a teenage girl and grab her ass. Okay. So, back to the EEOC. That, that has to be an intentional choice to turn a blind eye to something like that. It's not I like you don't so notice too. something. I mean, it's not like you just, it, somehow that slips through the cracks. I know, right? Like when she said, when he said Robert Richard's haircut was sexy. And I'm like, she goes, oh, he didn't mean anything by it. I go, oh my God. Are all people this stupid? Are you, I, I realize love is blind, but I mean, that's. You're choosing to be stupid almost. You know, the author of The Alchemist says, you know, any. Uh, mistake made more than once is a choice. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Paul, Paulo Coelho. God, what a great book. Did you read The Alchemist? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Sexual harassment can occur in a variety of circumstances. The victim, as well as the harasser, may be a man or a woman. And it doesn't have to be the opposite sex. Right. So, can you imagine if you're straight and your gay boss is hitting on you. I mean, how uncomfortable would that make you feel? Uh, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to work in that environment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I, you know, we work together and I harass you all the time. Are you uncomfortable with that? No, (laughs) I never felt uncomfortable except during the pedophile reports. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not about you. (laughs) And and I'm just sensitized to that even now. (laughs) Okay. So the harasser can be the victim's supervisor, uh, supervisor in another area, direct supervisor, coworker, or a non-employee. I mean, that just kind of, that's the entire spectrum of working. Yeah. Is it not? Absolutely. I mean, so Ann Curry was fired from uh, the Today Show with Matt Lauer mm-hmm. years ago. And it was very uncomfortable. And I can't remember why she was fired. They apparently didn't have chemistry or whatever. And she won't come forward and really say what really happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was like, I've had enough of this shit. But she said, and I'm going to quote, the women's movement got us in the workplace, but it didn't make us safe when we got there. So think about this. We finally make headway. We have turned a ship on a dime, which is damn near impossible. Mm -hmm. And we're breaking the glass ceiling. We're getting equal pay. Not totally, not everywhere. And then yet we still got to work and we're still, you you know. You pull back the curtain and nothing's really changed. I mean. Right. Men are still pigs. Yeah. And I guess some women are too. Not that I'm hitting on you, Kevin, but I do make comments, right? So <laughs> well, yeah. If you're uncomfortable, just tell me. I'll stop. No. But technically, you're not my employee. so That's a good point. Good point. But, you know, whatever. Okay, so EEOC. The victim does not have to be the person harassed, but it can be anyone affected by the offensive comment. So. So people by proxy. <laughs> people in the next cubicle over. I don't know. But, think it, so anyone can come forward, and so many people are now coming forward. But how does this go on for so long? Like, this Matt Lauer thing, supposedly, has been going on for like 25 years, and then Harvey Weinstein, even longer. Like, I mean, how does no one ever find out about this shit? Well, he was the number one uh, talk show uh, guy in the, in the country making, or almost number one, making over $20 million a year. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. What did he say? What did he do? You think it's apparently at one point a blind eye because they're making because it brings so much money in? Uh, maybe. I mean, of course. 
Yeah. Money, there has to be some of that. Money rules all. Yeah, money that's true. And, money and sex rule all. Yeah. But you know how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. So apparently he pulled his pants down in Sochi, in the Sochi Olympics. Wait, which one is this? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. All right. Do you remember when they did the Sochi Olympics? I do. So he pulled his pants down. That made her uncomfortable. And, you know, he's not a bad looking dude. You know, if Harvey Weinstein pulled his pants down or C.K. Lewis. Yeah. You know. Ugh. No, it, that's a good. It, Matt Lauer doesn't really look creepy or gross. I, mean, I know. But first of all, like he weighs less than guy. I do. He's a little person. Yeah. So I. here's a thought. Don't whip your dick out. Yeah. I mean, let her unzip your pants. What What is it you always said? If she's on top, there's no way she <laughs> yeah. can. She can. <laughs> there's no way it could be rape if a girl's on top. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you do bring a good point. It is. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. And uh, apparently, Matt Lauer's ex-wife is shocked by all this. Why is she shocked? Because he never hit on her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Even. But the- I mean, a lot of these people are like that, though. That they have this alternate personality in the workplace that you know people at home would never suspect. Right. So. Well, we all put on a different face in front of our loved ones True. versus just think of your mother when she's bitching you out for, you know, doing something stupid and the phone rings and she's like, oh, hey, like, you're like, whatever that bitch that was just yelling at me, how could she turn so quickly into this sweet person to the stranger, yep. the other person? on the, I mean, you're right. We, With anyone that mask slips, though, I mean, you would see eventually, you know, someone gets drunk or something and you, they do something creepy and you're like, oh, maybe he does have some tendencies to it. But it just seems like weird it could be this long without any observations at all of creepy conduct. Well, and he interviewed Anne Hathaway and she got out of the car and she showed she was wearing a skirt and there was a mm. crotch shot. Beef shot? Yeah. What'd you call it? A beef shot? Beef. Oh, my God. I thought you said <laughs> beef. I go. <laughs> no. I don't even know why you said beef. <laughs> like, when are girls have a beef? I thought we had a the beef, I get. So, and he kept harping on, well, I got to see more of you than I wanted to. Or he just he just says all these comments. He's just a fucking pervert. Yeah. Now I it mean, all it seems really creepy. Now that I've been raised by a pervert, I could spot him a mile away. But you know what it really is about? Everyone thought he's totally normal. And they're like, well, now I can see where this guy's kind of fucked up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he's, you know, it's all about control, right? It's all about control and power. Power, yeah. And so why does a guy like that, who has all this power and control, and he's so talented, you know, being the host, was being the host, and now he is at home. He's canceled his Twitter account, his Facebook account, his Instagram. Now he's just hiding. And he's apologized, which to me is a straight-up admission of guilt. What's he apologizing for? Exactly. Are we going to apologize for being a total pervert? Do you really think that's ever going to change? Yeah. He's going to land somewhere else. Look at, um, who's the, Bill O'Reilly. They fired him and brought him back. Yeah, that's true. Who, a, they're all perverts. God, who's the other one, the anchor who made up the story? Um, who made up all those stories about the Middle East? Damn, damn it, I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, Williams, Brian Williams? Yes, exactly. Wait, was he a Did, pervert too? No, he wasn't a pervert, but I mean, it was a big scandal. I don't, I don't think he ever popped up anywhere again though. Oh uh, well, that was different. Yeah, true. But so now, ten years from now, there will be there will be no more male anchors. It will all be female. <laughs> and so then we're going to have uh, the floodgates open, and it's going to be men coming forward saying, "Well, she sexually harassed me." You know that's coming, right? Oh yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah. Okay. We probably oh, need to take a break. We forgot to talk about Charlie Rose. Can you imagine him pulling his pants down? I, I no. It does it shrivel that up. Might, it's worse than Weinstein. Does it shrivel up? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh, please don't pull your pants down in front of me. 
Unless you have something to prove. I've never been that bold to just pull my pants down in front of anyone. I do appreciate you know, pulling your pants down. This no, not a problem. <laughs> That's a level of uh, professionalism I can maintain. Okay, thank you. I want to means I'm one blunt woman. Thank you for listening. One Blunt Woman with Wanda Memes is next. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light. Okay, well, it's Christmas time, so there's no need to be afraid, unless, of course, uh, you're delivering or you're ordering stuff on Amazon and it's being delivered to you. Did you hear about the... Shit, I order all kinds of stuff on Amazon. So, my uh, girlfriend in University Park, she had one, you know, the doorbell thing with that video camera. Oh, uh, Ring? Ring, yeah. The UPS driver, delivery guy... You see him bringing a box to put it on her porch, and then he turns around and takes away a box. So he brought her an empty box. So it looks like he's delivering a box, and he took her package. Is it a real UPS guy? It's not a real UPS guy. Oh, right, right. It's just a delivery guy. Yeah, gotcha. So there's so many delivery companies now. So... (laughs) God, it could rob me blind. I I built this entire studio off Amazon. So... Oh, right. So they could just take whatever they want. Yeah, so it's just out on the porch. I mean, like right up front. They did a news report on her. And I'm like, well, now they're getting a little creative. So I was looking on deliveries and because I had one of my deliveries stolen. And it said, oh, your delivery's been delivered because, you know, the company, they, you know, send you a tracking. It's mm-hmm. been, And then it says, oh, well, it couldn't be delivered because um, nobody was home to accept it, which I was. And then, but they left a note saying a tracking, which they didn't. So I go to the post office saying, where's this package? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're showing it was delivered. I'm like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, that it, so it was a USPS thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. This Amazon driver I was looking on, this just came online, took a shit in the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) And it's being caught on the ring doorbell. Oh, I was going to say, please tell me this is on camera. It is on camera. So they were showing the video on Fox News. And so the person is delivering something and they had to go so badly... They opened the door and they shit between the open the door and the in the van and took a shit right there and then they got up and drove off and you see the shit just sitting there. <laughs> Who does that? Special delivery. <laughs> Were you waiting to say that, Kevin? No, I just saw it. But... That's funny. <laughs> so, like the song says, there's no need to be afraid. Yeah, yeah right. Unless somebody takes a shit in your driveway. So, <laughs> I went. I took the kids. I mean, went, that's just fucking funny. Like. It's so wrong. <laughs> I mean, dog shit grosses me out, but human shit is way worse. Oh, there's nothing worse than shit. Yeah. So I took the kids to go see. Uh, the reason I wanted you to play that song only because it's the holidays, but um, I've loved that song for years. But they played it in the new Will Ferrell movie, Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home too. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. How about the ending? We shouldn't sp- ruin it for the listeners. I liked it. 
Were you shocked? Kind of, yeah. And then when he runs around saying, you've only had one story. My my real dad has many stories. <laughs> yep. It, I mean, it is kind of like a, a, re- a retread of the first one, but I, I like that it has John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. So. Okay, but no, but, well, and then when he pulls up in that Ford and, and Mel Gibson says, oh, are you going <laughs> to, did you leave your balls at the uh, car store or whatever Mel said? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny. And Mel Which Gibson, a lot of people said he, they thought he was phoning it in that movie. I thought he was funny. I thought he was funny. That was great. People said he was what? Phoning it in. Phoning it in? Yeah. What does that mean? Like a lazy performance, like not trying very hard. Oh, being phony. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. I've always thought Mel Gibson was so hot. I've always been a huge Mel Gibson fan, no matter what. I hate to break this to you, but I really cried in that movie. It was really sweet. Because, you know, I don't have a good relationship with my dad. He's yeah. got cancer again. Mm. Mm. I know. He sends this long-winded email about the cancer, and I'm like, "Are you still married to that bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> that, I, no, I didn't. I didn't even respond. I don't care. I didn't think you actually said that. No, I didn't. And I feel bad, you know. But you know, it's like, thank you for giving me your cancer gene. I appreciate that. Yeah, when it's a nice that, gift. When you know her kids got you know sweet loving you all the time, and I just got your genes. Yeah. Yes. Weekly pedophile report, and you thought we were going to skip it. I thought this whole episode was a pedophile report. No. All right. Okay. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. You know, it's like the FBI, but it's for specifically... TBI. TBI. Um, They have busted a huge uh, um, human trafficking ring in Brentwood, of all places. Do you it's know always Brent- somewhere that I would never have expected. Do you know where Brentwood is? No. Okay, Brentwood's a suburb of Nashville. It's like Highland Park. Yeah. I mean, it's... All these affluent people, or I don't know who's trafficking these kids. So they busted like um, 22 men. They showed up intending to purchase sex with a child. Can you, I mean, <laughs> am I, would you actually show up somewhere to buy sex for, with a kid? No. Uh, so, and 11 of the 22 were in immigration. They weren't even legal. They weren't even legal. And they were Russian. They weren't even allowed to be here. The traffickers? Yeah. Gotcha. No, the... The victims. No, the, the perps. Right, right. 11 the of them, yeah. they were arrested for violating immigration laws. And But never mind that they were... Um, th- violating an immigration law is the least of your worries when you're trying to buy sex yeah, with a kid. I would think so. So they had um, people that were posing hope as 14 and 16-year-olds. I mean, what FBI agent looks like she's 14? Good Lord. That is crazy. What's wrong with people? So Texas has hired its first um, human trafficking um, director of prevention of human trafficking. Did you know this? No. We now actually have a director of prevention of human trafficking in Texas. It's that I mean, big good of a for thing them. Now. It's that big of a thing. Yeah. But honestly, you know what the odds of being abducted and becoming in a human trafficking ring? I mean, for for like us, pretty low. Well, I mean, not for me, but for yeah. your daughter. Yeah. What are the odds of being abused in her own home? Much high, much more likely. So, again, I'm going to go on one of my rants, and I know you love this, but my thing is, all this sexual harassment's all coming on the news and everything's coming out on the news about, you know, this celebrity did this and this celebrity pulled his dick out and this celebrity, you know, harassed me and my boss and this and all these, you know, as uh, Paul Ryan said, he's the Speaker of the House. Isn't that his name? Paul Ryan? Yeah. I should know that, right? People used to say I look like that guy. I could kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, he said, this is a watershed moment. Okay, which is great. All these people are finally coming forward. But what about what's going on in the homes right now? Those, to me, are the real victims. Right. I, mean, I, I know... I know, but everyone's I'm not discounting to, that someone's a victim because their boss was a dick and said, you're hot, I want to fuck you. But I mean, they act like it's a way bigger deal because it's in the show business world. Okay. But what about, it's so much is going on in the homes. And I, I so badly want people to actually come forward and say, yes, I am doing this to my daughter or my stepdaughter or my wife's girlfriend or, or my girlfriend's kid or whatever. That's what I want. That's where the, this is where the big problem is. Yeah. So I say, you know, if you just come forward now, because ultimately... Someone's going to come forward for you and say, you did this to him years ago, and then you'll have to pay the price. And nobody ever wants to pay the price for their behavior. Nobody. You know, they did a study of brain sizes. Did you hear about this? No. Wait, maybe. I think we've discussed this before. Where it relates to the love that yeah, was given yeah, from the yeah. mother. So it's not only love, but it's abuse. And they say that um, a father who is not present is not near as bad as a mother who is present and mm-hmm. is abusing the child. I mean, so, but your brain develops in different sizes, and so some people have really, they're physically, anatomically smaller than someone who's given love and nourishment, and not just food nourishment, but other kinds of nourishment. So, and then we take it away when we add abuse. So I, I, I grapple with this every week, and, and I think it's great that we're talking about it in the news that, and yes, this shit happens in the workplace, it happens everywhere. Yeah. But at what point are people going to come forward that it's happening to them at home? And You're right. It's like, it's, hey, talk about the awareness thing. No, Yeah, I know, right? But it's not an eight-year-old's job to come forward. I mean, truly, I think it's the man who's doing it, and sometimes it's a woman. It's not as often. Yeah. Uh, it's her job. It's their job to come forward, or at least stop. Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah, kid doesn't know any better. You think that's ever going to happen? No. Do you? No. I think humans are weak, and I think we all have vices. Uh, apparently Jane McGeary is um, interviewing that Sandusky son today. Oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. The apple that doesn't fall far from the tree. So she posts online, do you have any questions for me? And I'm like, yeah, what are you doing to stop the cycle? Mm -hmm. That's my question to everyone. What are you doing to stop the cycle? Did you hear the story about the Flint, Michigan boys throwing rocks over the, uh, the bridge and killing the guy driving in a car? How did that happen? There must have been some pretty big fucking rocks. Yeah, they're dropping five pound rocks. Ooh. Like, how is that funny? That's not at all. I mean, I get kids pranking and screwing around because I did lots of it, but nothing like that. Are you going to stand over an overpass and drop big, huge rocks? No, I never did shit like by? that. Hell no. It, am I missing something? I mean, that's like next level. That's, yeah. So are, were, those, were those kids disciplined at home? At what point do you say, I mean, let's go over a list of rules of all the things you don't ever do. And apparently they're making this, they're creating new ways of getting in trouble. But that's, that's dangerous. Seriously. And that's something that'll stick with you the rest of your life. They're, okay, right. Because that was so stupid. Look at the kids that are um, bringing back, um, do you read in the news, they're bringing back one small Texas town, of course, the small Texas town, bringing back spanking in the school. No, paddles. I did not hear that. So Corporal punishment. They feel that if a kid comes into the school and does something they shouldn't, they should be allowed to spank him with a paddle. I was spanked once in second in grade mm. by my teacher. So I feel, now I spanked all my children, spanked them all with you know my hand. I never spanked them with Yeah, I was spanked at home growing up and never at school. So um, I think it's, not everyone believes in spanking. 
So I think if you're going to spank your child, it's your job, not the school's job. Mm-hmm. So, I but agree. this school is ta- so. If I'm going to send my little shithead to school that I didn't discipline, and just let the school discipline him, isn't that half the problem? Yeah, definitely. It's sending the wrong message. Do you know that if you want to become a beautician in the state of Texas, cut hair, color it, it takes fifteen hundred hours of education. Do you know how many hours of education it requires to become a parent? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Yeah. I did see this fascinating TED talk the other day where this woman had talked about she's a single mother. I mean, she's a single woman and she's never wanted children and she went to the sterile clinic to become sterile so she never got pregnant and the, the, everyone was talking her out of it. What's wrong with you? You know, you're going to want children someday. She's like, no, I don't. I don't want children. And so people look at her like she's crazy because she doesn't want children and essentially she does. She, she's like, think of all the people. They say one in five women can't have children or don't want children. And so, of course, they're ostracized because not the ones that can't, I think, as much as the ones who don't. But she said, think of it this way. If I don't want a child, why would I bring a child into the world when I wouldn't give it the love and nourishment that it needs? Right. That, that's, so I'm doing the world a favor and this human being that's not here a favor, too, because that's not fair to them. Yeah, absolutely. So she, she brought a valid point. Yes. So what's up with all these people having kids that suck at parenting? Or like that? Little Indian girl who uh, in Richardson, they found her in the culvert. Yeah. Remember, they just left her there. They didn't want her. They yep. adopted her and didn't want her. Ugh. I'm done with my rant. Maybe I should stop ranting. What do you think? No. Should I talk about something positive? You're out of time. Damn it. <laughs> Fit it in real quick. I want to means I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40.com. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. Two things. The good news is I'm pretty much who I say I am, and the bad news, I'm pretty much who I say I am. I'm one to means I'm one blunt woman. Look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath. Innocent and sweet. Yesterday I cried. Must have been relieved to see the softer side I can understand how you'd be so confused I don't envy you I'm a little bit of everything